Welcome to Sales Hiring Straight Talk, where sales leaders go for advice, tips, and resources to hire high-performing sales talent. If you find the hiring process challenging or have been disappointed when a hire couldn't sell, you're not alone. Make your sales hiring interviews rock with Sales Hiring Straight Talk. Here are your co-hosts, Jennifer Leake and Suzanne Paling. Today we have a guest with us, John Bodet, a private investigator and vice president of operations and compliance at Employment Screening Services. They provide accurate, cost-effective, and timely pre-employment background services to help their clients make better hiring decisions. When Employment Screening Services started, there were only five companies in the country conducting background checks, three of which were credit bureaus. His company began with two people, John and the owner, and today they have over 50 employees. We're also glad to have Employment Screening Services as a sponsor of Sales Hiring Straight Talk. Today, we're going to talk to John about why he has a private investigator's license, reference checks, background checks, the important differences between those two checks, and criminal history checks. John, you and I go back a long way, and I'm so glad to get to spend some time with you today, my friend. Oh, no problem. My pleasure. So how did you get into the business, and how long have you been doing this? Well, I kind of fell into it. I'm an English teacher as far as having gone to college to do that. I didn't intend to get out of that profession so soon, but answered to add in the paper for a tenant screening company, which quickly converted into employment screening. Been doing that ever since. 30 years later, there's there's thousands, literally that uh, do employment screening. And you're also a private investigator. How does this help you? Well, we were informed that because of what we do on a nationwide basis, some states felt that we fit the definition of a uh, private investigator because we were calling into those states and asking questions. We have vendors who will go into courthouses for us. They felt we should be private investigators. And so many states actually have that requirement. Not all of them enforce it. So we are, or I am rather, licensed in four states that are pretty serious about you you being a private investigator before you're doing any type of inquiries on people, even if it's just calling in and taking a reference on somebody in in that state. John, you have a a saying at your organization, at your company, that it's quality over quantity. How does that set you apart? It's such a people-person industry in that we're dealing with people's lives their livelihoods and their ability to get jobs. We take that seriously. We're federally regulated uh, by the Fair Credit Reporting Act. There are many companies out there who treat it more as a business and getting through volumes and volumes of screenings, but it's never been our way of doing things. We always have customer service easily available to both our clients and consumers alike. As you know, John, many employers don't do reference and background checks as part of the hiring process. Why do you think potential employers don't do these? There is a cost. Basically, it may come down to that they haven't been burned yet by an employee who they could have known something that they should have. So sometimes it takes that negative experience for them to come out and say, okay, it's worth it for me to do a background check. I lost so much money on this one bad employee that I don't want to have that experience repeated. What do you gain when you do them versus skipping them? Well, you have a really a peace of mind that you are protecting your employees, protecting your company, uh, loss prevention, cost of replacing a person who was a bad hire. It's just an overall tool to help you find the right person for the right job, protect yourself against negligent hiring. So there's just a, a whole bunch of reasons why it makes sense to do some form of background check before you put someone as your face of the company out there. 
Why do you think employers don't do these themselves? Well, it does take a lot of resources. You have to pay somebody to call references, to call employers, to call schools, and then you have to know how to contact various courts, maybe working with uh, law enforcement. There is a vast array of things that you kind of have to know about before you start making inquiries. So we got companies like ours out there who do this day in and day out and the efficiency and the cost effectiveness is generally makes sense to employers to, to have someone help them with that. It's pretty labor intensive if reference checking and employment uh, verification are part of your background check, which I probably should be. There's companies that are closed, companies that merged on top of just people who may not be returning your calls and emails. There's just a lot of obstacles that could be in the way to conducting a, a really solid background check. And so uh, many employers just find it easier just to, just to have a, a professional company do that. And then they know that it's being, the laws are being followed as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, John, we often lump background and reference checks together. What's the difference between background checks and reference checks? Well, the background check is just a basic term, which pretty much means any information compiled on an individual when you're considering determining their eligibility for employment. It's basically anything under that umbrella and reference check, calling somebody's references is one of those tools that are uh, criminal history checks, if they're drivers, maybe driving record checks, credit checks, uh, verifying employment, professional license checks. There's really a long list depending on your industry of what you could or should be checking when it comes to a background check. When we talk about background checks, what should the employer focus on? Well, it does depend on their particular company and industry as far as where the highest level of risk is located. If you have people dealing with the public, with property, with uh, confidential information, and it's not always a supervised position, then you're going to generate a pretty high level background check, comprehensive in the criminal side as well as others, um, as opposed to an employer saying, okay, I want to do background checks, but I just can't do them on every single person because I have a fairly high turnover. So my risk in this person doing something that could hurt me because they don't have the opportunity, they're maybe supervised a lot, you know, maybe they don't need to get that squeaky clean person verified in, in a position like that. So they have to determine their risk level uh, in doing these. That's a good point. One of the subgroups you just mentioned, um, John, was criminal history check. What is a criminal history check? Good question, because it seems like the answer should be easy. What crimes has this person committed? Well, the hard part about it is that there is no single source available to determine that. You can do a local county search of a superior court and find that okay, this person has no criminal records here. A statewide search might be available uh, as well, but a comprehensive search would be looking at every single jurisdiction this person has lived, worked, or gone to school in in the last at least seven years and checking on a federal, state, and county level. There are different gradations that a person has to think about when they're talking about a criminal check. What else should we know about criminal history checks? Before you ever run a criminal history check, you should 
probably have a good policy on what you're going to do when you get information back that potentially could lead you to a decision not to hire someone. The EEOC is heavily involved in telling employers that you have to consider the age of the conviction, the seriousness of it, and the job-relatedness of it. Because to just have a bright-line policy of automatically disqualifying people because they have a certain type of record is very likely going to result in a a disparate uh, treatment uh, situation. So it really has to be done correctly and at the right time. Many states have second chance laws that tell employers you can't even inquire into this until you've given, given that individual a conditional job offer. So there's quite a few things to think about before you even start into uh, criminal background checks. You had said that you're putting people in in positions that could have a great impact, both on the company's success and maybe the people they're working with. So that probably is another reason, right, to, to be doing these? Right. Absolutely. With the internet and the availability of information, you know that a new hire is going to be Googled by employees. And you don't want surprises coming up where uh, the whole company knows that this person has this background uh, when you should have known that first. The safety of the company, the whole culture of, of the organization, productivity and retention and safety, just the whole environment is helped along by doing a good uh, background check, especially criminal check. I think that's such wise advice, John. There was a, a lady here in our town. She had embezzled money from a small business and then she went off and got hired by somebody else and guess what? Embezzled from the next business. Yeah, You had said sometimes people have to have a big enough problem to pay the money to fix it. There's a phrase you talk about predictions of behaviors. There really isn't any crystal ball as finding out if your new candidate, new employee is going to uh, help you uh, in your success or maybe be part of a failure. But there's a saying out there that I came across very early in the business is that the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior and assessments and and everything that are geared towards trying to determine if an individual is going to be a great employee for you or maybe someone that you would not want to hire. The best way of doing that is to look at what they've already done. And that's what a background check is designed to do, to look at what they've already done. And the criminal uh, history is a big part of that process. As hiring managers, we're often guilty of skipping or doing a hurried job of reference and background checks. And then after we hire the candidate, we find ourselves discovering things about our new hire and say, oh, I wish someone had told me that before I hired this salesperson. When you do a thorough check of your final candidates, you have a better chance of learning things before you hire rather than after you've spent time and money bringing them into your organization. So, John, I want to thank you for reinforcing the reasons for background checks and why it's so important to make sure we conduct them for each candidate, maybe even relying on experts who do this far better than we can do it ourselves. We're here to be a resource for you. Visit saleshiringstraighttalk.com to listen to more episodes in the growing podcast library. Sales Hiring Straight Talk, so your sales hiring interviews rock.